Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. The show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous. And the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Commanders, and welcome to episode 443 of Leave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Leet and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defire, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder Bar for this episode, we do have our staff liaison officer, Commander Psykit. What was that? All I got was a high-pitched squeak. It's like, like oh, yeah, the chip shop. Sure, sure. Occasionally, occasionally I make feminine kind of noises. Hi. Are we okay. with noises tonight? Are we going abstract? Yeah, yeah, fuck it. What's the worst that could happen? I've, I've obviously gone northern because I said, I said Alvin and the chip shop instead of Alvin and the chipmunks. But thankfully no one picked up on that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good job that you didn't stop everything and then point it out as well, because now we can gloss over it like it never happened. Exactly. Smooth as butter. Uh, we also have our SRV Banksy, Commander Alec Turner. Uh, What's that? I thought we were doing strange noises to introduce ourselves. Oh. Good evening, everyone. Somehow, uh, here comes a bus. Let's throw the host underneath it. Yes. Also, um, Ben at the moment can't connect to us. Apparently, he's got bad internet up in Aberdeen. So, stepping into the breach, in more ways than one, we have the Chris Mark IV. I've like raided this. in on my noble steed. <laughs> <laughs> Hiya. So, we've got an E, an U, and a bar. Right, okay. If you wish, you can join us live. We are hanging out in game somewhere. I'm, I'm assuming that Chris is also hanging out in game. Um, yes, he's doing everything. He, he, he is the Lave Radio Swiss Army knife at the moment. So, yes, you can join us in the Twitch chat channel. If you can't get to us in game, that's where you find us. Uh, you can access that through laveradio.com slash live. Click on live chat uh, and or just go straight to twitch.tv slash laveradio or go to YouTube or go to Twitter. Well, um... Okay, well, let's have a quick chat with the crew, see what they've been up to for the last week. Um, Commander Psykit, how have you been? Hi, I've been, I've been good, thank you. Um, 
I may have mentioned or hinted ever so slightly last week that I was going to go and see Muse over the weekend. Um, so my weekend, um, I, I took some time off from work and stuff, had a nice a nice couple of days with the husband and the dog going for picnics in this bloody glorious weather that we've been having. Um, and then on Saturday, travelled down to go and see, um, go and see Muse um, play in Plymouth. And it was absolutely mind-bogglingly phenomenal. They were supported by Royal Blood, who have been trending on Twitter at the moment because they, they had a little bit of a hissy fit in um, Radio 1's big weekend on Sunday, um, which I found really funny because I don't think they were particularly good. But apparently their song was... the the um, A song by Royal Blood was used with the, um, uh, the announcement trailer for Elite Dangerous. It was Royal Blood, and I watched them live. I didn't think they were particularly good on um, on Saturday, but Muse were phenomenal. It was a uh, um, legitimately. I have now seen every act I have ever wanted to see live. Now going forward, any new act that I see live is just a bonus. So I feel really fortunate in that way. The only sort of like dampener on it at all, in the slightest, was um, uh, l- like. <laughs> Listeners of this podcast never ever go and see a show in Plymouth because that council who organised all of that transport to and from ah oh, this is a stadium show in Plymouth I should add um, the the council who organised all of that transport to and from the the um, football stadium couldn't organise a piss up in a brewery it was one of the most atrocious things that I've ever experienced as far as organisation is concerned if Muse had been even slightly worse it would have made the whole event really flat but Muse were phenomenal so it only put a slight dampener on it for example Muse finished at 10.30 and we we had a park and ride from um, to the stadium because you couldn't park at the stadium apparently but people were parking at the stadium but you you couldn't park at the stadium so they'd arrange park and rides from all different parts of the building uh, of the city and um for the and park and ride back Muse finished at 10 30 and we didn't get onto the bus to take us to the car until midnight and that is fucking horrendous ouch so and it was it was just like there was there was no indication for anyone where to go. We we were we were queuing in total for um over three hours, and that's wild. We like we missed we missed the first support act in its entirety, and we got there um two hours before the gates opened. That was like pure madness. Yeah, absolute hysteria. If I was there, I'd be worried that time was running out. Amazing. As it wasn't an uprising. Amazing, uh, amazing. Keep going, keep going. Give me some more. Give me one more. Well, um, I would have had butterflies and hurricanes. Incredible, incredible. And that's like, like almost every album was um was nodded to. Then I am proud of you, Alec, entirely. <laughs> yeah, but that that was the only thing. And um, but they were they were fantastic. It was life changing, and I, I will never be the same again. <laughs> hey, how was your guys? <laughs> I was up a mountain. Nice. <laughs> I've done nothing in game as well. I logged out on Wednesday and just left my computer behind. <laughs> so yeah, we need to we need to chill out or change the change the scene from time to time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Alec, what have you been up to? Yeah, quiet week really on the whole. Except um, uh, Friday was my twenty ninth wedding anniversary. 
Uh, I never forget because <laughs> many about five years ago, I spent my uh, my wife and son were away actually, and I spent one of my wedding anniversaries flying to Sagittarius A for the first time. I spent fifteen hours sat in this chair flying to Sagittarius A about six years ago, um, and ever since, my Asp Explorer is being is called the wedding anniversary and the. Um, the ship ID is May 28, written in big letters on the side. So I oh, you never forget. forget. Correct. Uh, we didn't do much, but we had uh, we had a nice day. We went to um, the most awesome um, chocolate shop in Wendover. So it does, I mean, just something simple. Like if you get a hot chocolate, it comes with all the trimmings. It comes with like an extra little boat of cream, and it comes with a chocolate sculpture on top, and handmade like homemade marshmallows and oh everything is just stunning and we bought ourselves a big selection box of their chocolates which we're working through and are possibly the nicest chocolates i've ever had that was out of game in game i've sort of moved from um the maelstrom and have been doing the the new ax settlement restore missions and they're bloody good laugh actually cool Um, they're funny i mean i i go from thinking that easy because when it works they are easy and then suddenly they go badly wrong and then they're suddenly not easy at all (laughs) um you know what i mean they really Mm flip-flop between those two extremes when they when they work you know you just walk in and you just sort of basically run around the back of the buildings so you don't get too close to the revenants and you you just go to the power thing and you do the power thing and then you find a computer and you work out where you're supposed to get the thing and you get the thing and then you you walk away again <laughs> and then what i've been really enjoying actually the way i've been doing them so i did ask around about how close you could park your srv because if you can park your srv close then you've got an easy getaway um, yeah and it's not really a distance thing i've had it blown up a kilometer away what i one thing i discovered sorry i'm going on a bit now but it's quite interesting um I was talking about about basically giving the revenants a run for their money and getting them to chase me and seeing how far I could kite them in the SRV. But they don't chase you at all. They they I'm not sure they leave their rails. They have their little route that they follow. Mm. They don't seem to really want to move outside. They go up sometimes a little bit, but they don't really want to stray from the base. But boy, their lasers have long range. So unless you can find some terrain to hide behind or a drop off or something you know, where you can hide behind the curve of the landscape. They, The range of their lasers seems fairly infinite if you're in an SRV. Um, so, yes, yeah, so, sorry. So I've been what I've been really enjoying is scouting around the base in a big circle in the SRV to try and find a weak spot where you can then drive in and basically drive right up to the outside wall and park the SRV by the outside wall as a getaway vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoy doing that because the... the, the they do seem to favour, the revenants do seem to favour a particular direction. There's definitely, I get a definite sense that you can come in behind them, that they all seem to be looking the other way. And you can, if you can find the right direction, you can you can basically drive up and park behind the wall. They're really good it, fun. What you really need is a distraction technique. You blow something up or the equivalent of, oi, Thargoid, look over there. And they all look <laughs> over there. 
And yeah. then you, and while they're going, what's he on about? Then you can sneak around the back. So, I tell you what, it'd be a good fun mission to do as a big team, like about eight of you, and just have one person be the doikai, and then seven <laughs> SRVs will come bombing in from the other direction. That'd be great. I, I think we've got a volunteer. Uh, uh, I think we've got a new job for Ben, really. Professional. Vo- <laughs> Revenant decoy. decoy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he's going to be doing next, I think. I mean, it's part of health and safety. He's he's keeping our health and safety intact by sacrificing his own. Fair. Yeah, very fair, I think. Anyway, um, well, let's see. As I said, I, I, I the previous week, Ben had been to Castleton. This week, it was my turn to go to Castleton, which is this wonderful little village in the centre of the Peak District with uh, a massive, uh, massive hill next to it that you can climb up. And yes, I climbed up it. <clears throat> that was, uh, yes, that that was a reminder that um, I, I should really exercise more. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have a heart attack in the way up, but I just felt like it. And yeah, and mind you, the kids were complaining just as much as I was. So you know, um, so that's what I did in real life. Uh, in virtual life, in in, um, I've got addicted. To, to using the VR headset a lot in Elite Dangerous now. Now that it's so I, wa- easy I watched to your top shift. It's a very cool looking well, I calls a calls a subjective <laughs> word. <laughs> but yeah, it's a cool looking headset. Yeah, yeah. It it just basically looks like a, a massive pair of buggles glasses from Video Kill the Radio Star. And yeah, and the the images inside it is really good as well. But um I've now decided that whenever I'm doing anything which is vehicle-based and elite dangerous, I am wearing the VR headset. If I'm doing an on-foot mission, then yeah, I'll, I can go flat screen with that. But um, if it's if I'm, like this week, um, I have been doing exclusively the the CG, and is it's I think I have missed trucking mm. because I have done nothing but shoot bugs since November. And don't get me wrong, I do enjoy shooting bugs. I really do enjoy shooting bugs. But for some reason, it needs... <laughs> I just need, I don't know, a palate cleanser. So I've been in the T9. I've been flying from point A point to point B, trying to get in the 25% so that I don't have to do any daft um, gathering of stuff for, for when we get this pulse scanner thing, whatever whatever the new scanner is. So well, whatever, like, oh, if only we knew, if only we had some kind of indicator what it would be. Can we please just mm. call it a Titan scanner and not try and use Frontier's ridiculous naming convention for these because they're just <laughs> getting really stupid now. Yeah, I command the Sokarov says it needs googly eyes, apparently. The problem is, is that headset, the front of it, it uses that as the little cameras in there. So it works out where you are. So you don't have the massive... Um, uh, stations that will tell the headset where it is. So if I put googly eyes on the front of it, it would probably screw up the headset, which is a bit of a shame. But uh, yeah, but so that's what I've been doing. And uh, <laughs> a T9 in a VR headset is it, you. You don't get the scale of the bridge until you sat in it with the VR headset, and you suddenly realise this is a lot bigger than I was thinking. I must say, when I used to do, I, d- I don't use the VR very much these days. So I should get myself a new headset that's less faff to set up. But mm. um, what I, where I loved doing it was exactly that sort of thing. If I was doing 
trade you know stuff where you don't need outside tools you know exactly what you're doing you're going to do the same thing you're just going to sit down for an hour two hours and just truck you know happily truck backwards and forwards you've got all the tools to hand that you need you don't need to consult anything outside i just love doing that when i was doing things like rep grind for empire or fed you know and you're just going backwards and forwards in vr really nice to do yeah i'll tell you one thing i did do though uh i decided to have an experiment in my t9 uh, to go into open uh, round Rob where the uh, um, the <laughs> the CG is, just to work out how long I'd last before I got griefed, and I I can officially say it's four minutes and thirty eight seconds. So, <laughs> uh, and even then, that was because when I did get interdicted, the guy who was facing me off uh, or interdicted me just lined up, and I didn't shoot him, but he didn't shoot me at the beginning. And he, he just got this feeling like he was sat there going, what's he doing? Is he waiting on someone? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just waiting to see where they don't fire. Two shots of frag cannon later, I was I was space dust. But, um, yeah, you don't last long, especially if you're, if you're in a ship that can't uh, do it. I haven't done this, CG. What's the supercruise time like? If, you, if you're trucking, have you got quite a long supercruise? No, it's a 21 uh, light second. Oh, okay. I was thir- no, sorry, thirty-one light second. So basically, the um, <coughs> uh, any griefers will have to be actually quite quick off the mark to get hold of you. Uh, if what you did, did you spend four minutes doing then flying around waiting for to be <laughs> to be interdicted <laughs> with a, with a target on your tail going interdict yeah. me please. No, no but it, <laughs> uh, it was pretty much that because basically I launched, and I, I swear I was just flying gently around the planet just happily dawdling and i was watching all these fertilances and pythons and, and things like that and going okay which one's it going to be which one of these people are going to come round and 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 claim the kill and uh yes so <laughs> I, w- I will always recommend that you fly in a private group if you if you don't want to have to deal with that kind of um interdictiveness <laughs> there's a new word Aggressive interdictiveness. There you go. Um, so, <laughs> development news. What has what have they said this week? Um, not much, to be honest. And okay. we'll probably touch on what they did have to say later. We need to so, soundboard for this point, don't we? Yeah, we do because they, I think this is the point where was it two weeks after the no, almost three weeks after the, the release, and two weeks after the. Um, no, no, it's not even two weeks. It's a week after the uh, the last stream. Um, we've kind of run out of uh, things to really talk about as far as uh, development news is concerned. So I guess we just wait until the next one, uh, unless something else happens this in the next week or so. So moving on from uh, the development news, we have a lot of community news. So um, let's have a quick check up with the community. We have... Canon, they have a guide to getting your name in the codex. Um, I've missed this one. Alec, do you know about it? No. Oh, please tell me, Ben. Because it wasn't me. Let's have a look at it. I've not got there yet. Let's have a look. Hiya, it was me. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Hello. Hello. This was me. This was my contribution. Apologies. I kind of assumed that other people would have spotted it as well. But basically, it is a, a guide to a bit of exobiology and how to get your name uh, in the codex, if you discover like a new a new type, um, it's uh, 
all the different areas of the galaxy and where certain things may be found, but obviously not the specific planets uh, for you to go and find different types of biologicals. It is very sciencey and goes into a lot of detail that I maybe did not quite understand and could do with <laughs> could do with a shorter copy uh, that goes, "Hey, idiot, do this," um, <laughs> because it's 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 very canon. It goes into a lot of detail. Um, so if you're into your exobiology, you will probably understand a lot more of it than I do. But it basically yeah, explains how to use a lot of different plugins in order to do your exobiology. And I know that there's been a few posts on sort of Reddit and things like that this week about uh, people using exobiology to make lots of money. Um, oh, so, yes. <laughs> you make huge amounts of money now but this, doing exobiology. Yeah. So this isn't just about making money. This also means you get your name and the codex for the rest of history. So there you go. Yeah. Is, is is that the point of this thing? I, I just had a quick glance at it. It does it does have canon written all over it, doesn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. Literally <laughs> as well as figuratively. But um, is is the end goal to get your name in the codex? Yes. Yeah. Brilliant. It's, 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 it's so that you get your name in the codex because it's not just it's not just that you've got to do a new discovery of a new plant. It's got to be like an entire new sort of subspecies thing for it to mm. end up in the codex. Gotcha. So, so this this is why it goes into slightly more detail than just find a, a a plant that hasn't been scanned before. This is find an entire subspecies of plant that's never been discovered before, and therefore you get your name immortalized in Elite Dangerous history. I have had a little skim over it, and seeing the phrase um, "how not to go insane," looking for an Odyssey Biocodex entry question mark, no data available, <laughs> just screams <laughs> canon to me. It's perfect. <laughs> Yes, that yeah. sounds right. That sounds accurate. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, there are so many subspecies of the main um, groups that it, it is quite phenomenal. Um, yeah, I've. I mean, at the moment, when looking, just looking at the canon map, um, it looks like I am probably in the area where there's about a hundred between forty-four and of um, one hundred forty-nine, just in the centre bottom of the map. Uh, and yeah, there's no way that you can get all of them just by going to one sector. It's um, it is good exobiology, isn't it? I, I I have to hold my hand up and say it's way better than I originally thought. I remember when it came out, and there was they talked about specific numbers of species and subspecies, and I remember just thinking, why the hell didn't they procedurally generate? You know, it, it seemed like they'd put mm. about twenty in instead of procedurally generating thousands, but but. As time goes on, well, years now, and I still see on Twitch pictures of plants that I've never seen before, and I just think, what the hell's that? It's brilliant. It's, it's yeah. Really- the problem is the ones that I see on Twitter, they all seem to be quite phallic or, yes, yes very certain- logical. Maybe that's because people then, oh, look what I found. It looks a bit rude. I will confess, I spent far too long trying to get a photo, a slightly suggestive photo of a plant this week, which didn't quite work out. Maybe I'll post that in, in as a show note suggestion image. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, we need people to go looking for the space rude planets, uh, plants, rather, because you know, we, we could have a that's life section, because in the old days they had that's life where people would have great hilarity when they'd send in pictures of a carrot that looked like a thingy. Indeed. And Psychic is going, what the heck was that? It's well before my time. What? That's, that's life? Yeah. Are you well, that's kidding like me? Section. 
I definitely saw that show. Jesus. I'm, oh, no, no, no. I, I lie. I'm 21. <laughs> you know, you pay someone a backhanded compliment and they just tromp all over it. Oh, no, no. Anyway. It's the bloody ransom, wasn't it? And the, what's the other one? Who was the other guy who did it? There was a guy. Michael Aspel, did he do that? I don't know. And now no, I'm going on a tangent. No, he, he did. Good grief. No, he didn't. It's just been Esther Ransom all the way. But let's move on before we we, we go off on one again. Um, now, you've seen EDDN, EDSM, EDDB and EDDI. And now it's to showcase this EDEB, the Exploration Buddy. That is release 1.2 is out now. Again, this helps with um, searching for various things uh, in Odyssey uh, and and beyond. Um and it's got lots yeah. of customizable colors and things like that. It's yeah, I threw this in. I'd never heard of it before. I uh, haven't had a time to play with it yet, but it, it looks pretty cool. It's yet another one of these things that's using your journal, and it's telling you information about the system you've just honked, and it's telling you about the bodies in the system and the biological value of the bodies. And I think you can run it on a second monitor or maybe a tablet. Mm -hmm. Or if you don't have one of those, then it's got a really nice-looking transparent overlay that um, will pop up over the top of your windowless game. So, yeah, I might give this one a go because it looks looks very nicely um, laid out. Yeah, it does look very, very professional, <laughs> professionally does. done. Yeah, and, I think you uh, can customize color schemes and things. If so, if you've customized your HUD, you can customize this to match. And yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, so that would be from uh, uh, Commander um, Panostredi, I think. I say it's an attempt. Everybody take a drink, just assume I've got it wrong. Right. Um, oh, and Turgeon's Travels uh, from. Turgeon, who's one of the members of the broadcast, um, he has featured uh, some extraordinary ED-themed uh, machinima. Machinima. See if I can get my teeth in for that one. Uh, and a story that has sucked me in, <laughs> and eager, and he's eager for part two now. This is to catch a thief, part one. Turgeon Travels has been um, in production for oh good grief, how many years now? Must be seven or eight. Yeah, a very very long time. I remember when. Um odyssey dropped or when it was released i remember him saying that you know he had plans to do a lot more work on sort of um uh like sort of mouth lip syncing and stuff and mm. has anyone seen this it is extraordinary the lip syncing is, mm -hmm. is incredible i don't know how you even begin to make stuff like this you know there's a bit where the, the, the people are just having full dialogue and the mouths are just perfectly animated and then he spins around and he's captain's chair and we all know our chairs don't spin round. it's like in you know in cockpit footage except suddenly he'll spin round in the chair and our chairs don't do that so god i have no idea how you even begin to do stuff like that oh <laughs> a lot of time with blender i would imagine yeah it's really good and, and like yeah like i said it's about 20 minutes half an hour and um yeah i'm completely sucked into the storyline now it's quite interesting yeah, apparently his fellow broadcast member, Scorbius, he's working on a mega video at the moment. So it'll be interesting to see what that one would show off. Brilliant. Yes. So we're moving on from there. Um, there's been a new update for the Odyssey Materials Helper. That'll yep. show you what your 
best options are for treating materials yeah to... yeah yeah. this is this is mine effectively it makes um ed engineer entirely useless you can <laughs> un- you can uninstall it from your pc um uh I'm, I'm no longer friends with ed engineer me and ed ed odyssey materials helper are best friends now um if you hover if you now hover over the item that you need it gives you suggested trades for nice. it which is the, the one thing that it was missing it now has so um very very happy about that um can't wait to use that in the future and i'm very happy to free up space on my tiny my tiny windows ssd i might have to finally get this because now i'm doing these okay. ax settlement restore missions oh two things, it's... Well, two things have happened one yeah. i am picking up lots of materials from lockers more than I used to, and I'm fully aware that some of them are junk, but I have no idea which ones, so I'm just scarfing everything and that I should probably be doing a lot better. And the other thing is for the first time possibly ever, I have a real desire in my um, on-foot equipment. I really want to G4 at least, maybe G5 my rocket launcher, so I can one-shot um, Revenants. Oh, nice. Because apparently you can. you can, If you get really lucky, you can one-shot a Revenant with a G3, which I managed to pick up for free from a, a What's It Pioneer Trader, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but, but it's not very reliable. So I would really like to G4 it now so that I can one-shot them because it's bloody good fun, actually. Yeah, I mean, Psykit recommended the Odyssey Materials Helper to me. And to tell you the truth, ever since I've installed it, I can't do without it. That's I really amazing. can't. It's amazing. So, so the the it, it's one of those things where they just can it it, it continues getting updated, um, mm. and um, that you know you know we love we we stand we stand a thing that continues to get updated um, by this wonderful community. Um, we it, it is continually continually getting updated. The other thing that it is doing, which I think is um, amazing, is it's it, like anytime this feedback it's like automatically reacting to that and making sure that we have the right things. The point at something, and the thing that you can do where you can point at an item and it will tell you whether or not it's on your list. The little overlay that pops up when you're in the data thing and it tells you whether or not you need it or if they're used at all in materials and that kind of thing. Absolute, absolute godsend. Um, the, The new thing with the trading, incredible. Incredible that they've done that. I'm so... I'm I'm so like chuffed with that thing, and it and it links to um, ED Shipyard as well, which I would personally I would love to continue using Coriolis, but again, we love something that updates, and Coriolis doesn't. Very true, very true. Um, please remember that there is a donate button somewhere on ED. Oh yes, uh, yes, 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 Materials yes. Helper. Um, if you are enjoying it, please click that donate button because um, I know with EDDB, that was one of the reasons why that one went dark. So um, yes, if you come across a good tool, please support it. Support your tool. Indeed. Easy. There's a donate button on Inara as well. Who knew? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate your tools. So, uh, moving on from there, we have the the Anti-Club Accord, or the ACA. Now, this is a growing confederation of allied squadrons who are banding together to resist the club and their puppet factions. The ACA also operates a militia for independent commanders who wish to participate, but are not part of a confederated squadron, called the Independent Pilots Resistance, or TIPPER. Um, the club exp- 
The club exposed on Twitter, if the federal election was held tomorrow, who would you vote for? And LC, you fool's election campaign, seems to be winning by a short margin over Felicia, Felicia Winters. Um, so, yes, vote fool. <laughs> I, I, I threw this in there. There's a lot going on in in this one. Um, not Please much expand. of which, yeah, not much of which I actually know about. So, so, so this ACA thing popped up in the forum. Mm. Um, I don't know. I quite like it when players have little initiatives. I mean, our site had a very popular <laughs> initiative. Um, this one seems to mention a few sort of note that they've got signatories, which caught my eye. So you know, people like um, Children of Raxler and. Um, uh, the Dark Wheel Squadron and a bunch of people I've sort of heard of seem to have signed up to it. So it may be more than a. I, th- I think even Gallant News Digest might have covered it actually. Now I see. Now I look at the forum page, and then it also ties in with a Twitter account um, who did this um, Twitter sort of poll on on this election campaign, and I've, I keep seeing these these vote full posters does anyone know the background of this it's um lcu being lcu right he's faked he's faked up these in-game screenshots so well i started to doubt my sanity and was wondering if they were actually in game i feel like that's his that's his um main intention with everything that he does is to make people just question how sane they are yeah, okay, well, it succeeded. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, because I'm half expecting to see those kind of posters actually in federal stations now. It's getting a bit bit worrisome. Yeah. Oh, dear. And breaking news. Um, the High Week, 20 minutes ago, has just dropped a new video. <gasps> yes. Right, let's, let's put the show on pause for 20 minutes and we'll just go and watch it. <laughs> it is really good. It is really good. I have, I gave it a sneaky watch a minute ago and it's very, very good. Yeah, we just don't get a, we don't get a chance. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I has anybody got any other community news that they would like to, to highlight or have heard about? Because uh, <laughs> let's let's just say um, because there hasn't been much in the way of development stuff. That's the we're, it's the community carrying the game again. There's a new buckyball race coming eventually. Oh goody! Which one's this one? Uh, let me very hurriedly um, bring up the calendar. Yes, so, uh, oh gosh, it's not far off at all. 10th of June, this one starts. Uh, this is being run by Commander Skur, who is one of our top two racers, so gives the rest of us a chance to get on the podium. Hooray! <clears throat> and it's called Tunnel-ish Vision. So this is a reworking of one of my old races. I did a race called Tunnel Vision, where you had to go through, um, you know, some of the uh, installations like the one at San 2 and places like that have tunnels that you can fly through. Yes, I remember. So I did a race where you got, you, you the mandatory component was to visit, I think, four such installations and fly through the tunnel, yes. any any tunnel you liked. But if you went through a second tunnel, you got something like a 10-second bonus, and a third tunnel, you got another 10-second, and a fourth tunnel. So basically, everyone that was trying to win just flew through four tunnels. Tunnel after tunnel after tunnel, yeah. Yeah, so, so lots of flying through tunnels. Well, I believe Skur is taking this, the theme, but he's finding lots of other things for us to fly through. I don't Ooh. know much about it, but I can't wait. Yeah, so 
Does that mean that we'll be flying through a, a lot of planetary port tunnels? That seems likely, although, doesn't it? That, that seems I, like that would be one. <laughs> although I don't think the, the regulation Cobra can fit through. This may well, for anyone that's trying to do this championship in um, something like a cutter, you, you may well be mm. scuppered by this race, I'm afraid. But, but by all means, try. <laughs> Unless, of course, you could sort of land your ship, drive through and on a on an SRV and then big, pick yourself up again. I think that might be allowed, and and maybe also deploy a ship launch fighter to do to do oh, space. Oh, that tunnels. would be even that would be even better, wouldn't it? A oh, ship launch I might, fighter. I might, I might have to contact Scare and suggest that we allow that because you're not going to win doing that. So yeah, that's good, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that was one of the things I've actually launched a, flying the T nine this week. I've had occasions to deploy the ship launch fighter to defend the the ship, and I'd forgotten how much the fun those things are to fly. And you just don't care because you know it's a it's a shiploft fighter, and you know it's going to blow up. So <laughs> it's kamikazing into the bad guys, and you don't care. Fantastic. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so I think uh, we'll have uh, a little advert break, if that's okay, and we'll come back with the in-game events next. New from Azimuth Biotech, it's Tickle Me Thargoid. <laughs> Thargoid is fun for all the family. Teach your little anti-Xeno commander the difference between an Orthrus and a Cyclops, a Basilisk and a Medusa. Count the hearts. One, two, three, four. It's a Cyclops. Teach them their weakness and how to exploit them. Now rip out the hearts. One by one. I don't want to. Do it. Using the tool. Do it. Now stomp on its face. Smash its face in. I've got them. Tickle Me Thargoid. Available now from branches of Lave Toy Depot and other retailers. This is Mick from Crazy Mick's Reptile Emporium and Warehouse. Due to a hysterical ordering mishap and not reading the fine print, I'm currently in possession of over 10,000 snakes, many of which are deadly, so everything must go. We have anacondas, asps, cobras, dimebacks, birdlance, killback, crates, mambas, pythons, sidewinders, and vipers, none of which are capable of space flight without being strapped to a rocket. Need a pet for your cockpit? Buy a snake. Need to scare your mother-in-law and give her a heart attack for the insurance money? Buy a snake. Need to fill a beluga full of snakes to assassinate a witness on their way to a Federation courthouse? Buy many snakes. Bulk discounts are available at Crazy Mix Reptile Emporium and Warehouse. You can find us in the late business directory or visit us at the former site of Sensible Michael's shipyard now fitting warehouse. Will somebody get these mother snakes out of my mother warehouse? Well, the Chris Mark Four has just dropped a bombshell off off air, and we did, we we can't let this go. What was this about a Star Wars cocktail bar in Edinburgh? Yeah, there's a pop up. Uh, so there's a place called the Cocktail Geeks who do different themed uh, cocktail nights um, across the year. They've got about four or five different themes that they do a year. So at the moment they're on Star Wars. Um, so it was a Star Wars themed cocktail. So you can go along and drink the infamous blue milk. 
uh, and you can pick up, you do a quiz, and it'll tell you what your lightsaber color is, and then you get a cocktail in the color of that lightsaber, um, which is the reason that I, I, that came up in the discussion that we were having. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very cool. It's, it's just near Waverley Station, if anyone happens to be in Edinburgh, and you can book, and you can go along to that. We are totally not sponsored by the cocktail bar, but I will take free tickets if someone's oh, listening. And unless, unless <laughs> asterisk. Unless dot, dot, dot. Um, but yeah, um, and the next one, I've been told, the next theme is The Last of Us. Uh, is what they're going to be doing next Um, so it's going to be lots of mushrooms and fermented stuff going into the cocktails for the next one that was when i was speaking to the guy brilliant i was just looking at the website yes indeed (laughs) (laughs) lots of dead zombie brains every fungus brains even or is that a spoiler because they're not really zombies are they I i don't know if it's a spoiler it's been out for years I know my kids haven't heard of it, and now my daughter's decided to hack away at my my son with a lightsaber. This is this is getting this is getting interesting. I should have actually had the camera all up and <laughs> well, so you can edit ca- the effects over it later and the noises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he, well, my son ended up spending thirty quid on a custom lightsaber, and he just won't shut up about it. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, let's move on. The in-game events. What has been happening this week? Well, on the 25th of May, we had the launch of the CG that I was talking about earlier. Materials are required for a Titan uh, research project. Well, this is the Titan scanner that Alec was referring to. Um, yes, you you need polymers, you need ceramics, you need um, a couple of other elements that they're, they're all to be dropped off at RAB. Um, it has at the moment passed stage one as far as the uh, the trade CG is concerned. Uh, so we're all going to get them next week, but it took a bit of a while because it only it only went um, it only got past stage one on Sunday night. So it. It's been a slow one. Yeah, I was quite surprised. Was it low attended or had they just set the bar high? A bit of both, actually. Oh, go I, am, on, I, imagine, I imagine part of it will, will likely be because they were out oh. already when the CG started. Um, yes. So that might have not really um, incentivized people in, to do it. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Yes, and they've left it in as well, which means that everybody that's had uh, the, the the new scanner um, has been able to access parts of the of the Titan that uh, other people can't reach yet. <laughs> so um, we're not going to actually cover those because obviously I think it, it'll only be fair to spoil that stuff when it's been spoiled. If you see what I mean. I, just like out of curiosity, did either of you log in and go and buy one? No. Oh, no. like any of any of you that is because I didn't. No. I was like not logged into my computer for a few days when it was all there. But um, I I would have done. I didn't because it was quite a short window, and I just missed it. And then I read about it and thought, oh damn, I could have got one this morning, but it was I'd already logged out and I was at yeah. work. And I kind of I don't think I would have done. I, frankly, it's pathetic really but i'm sort of too honest and i thought well it's obviously an exploit we're obviously not supposed to have it they're obviously going to take them back again so mm-hmm. i won't i wouldn't have bothered and then when i read they weren't going to take them back i um, was a bit pissed off to be honest but hey ho. i mean it's absolutely same totally understand why they didn't mm-hmm. um because i my i just think it would have been far too much hassle just to give them back now 
if it comes out that when they when they do get them, we have to pay for them with materials and stuff, yeah, oh, rather know, than like, paying yeah. for them with cash, then I will be pissed. Yeah, that but... was my opinion, but it can't. I mean, two two big reasons. A one one, why would it have been available for cash? You know, yeah, if it was yeah, an unlock, right. it would have yeah. been an unlock, and also all the other things in that. In that, in the same category or cash. In fact, somebody pointed out, was it screws? Can't remember. A rumor that um, everything by Aegis is cash. Is this is is it Aegis? Aegis, yeah. This Aegis. one is. Yeah, I don't think they have any material unlocks. Anyway, that's subjective. No, because because the caustic sinks were material unlocks. Oh, was that Aegis? Okay. So yeah, that's that's, that's Aegis. But anyway, the 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 enhanced Xeno scanner was cash, and this is just another one of those kind of things. So so it seems highly unlikely it will be an unlock. I hope not. And and the outrage will be. Yeah, I I think <laughs> it, it, I think if it was if it was it potentially not so not going to be anymore yeah. like that that would uh, that uh, that would be um tabled by for me right now if it, if it were me making those decisions i would be like yep yeah, no we we given the fact that people were able to just buy them outright we're going to have to table that for everyone yeah yeah i can i completely agree um it's an unfortunate mistake i wish they'd have been able to whip them away from people who had bought them and refunded it but um yeah, it's out now. People have been scanning the the Titan with it. Um, I look forward to being able to scan it myself when I get into when I when I get hold of one. Yeah, um, but uh, no spoilers from Live Radio, I'm afraid. There'll be plenty because of that we next week. Far too late. Yeah, because we're far too lazy. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Well, on Monday, the Vox uh, came out with a. Uh, summary of the Thargoid War, including the discovery of the new Titans. Uh, of course, uh, it was the usual uh, journalism that you can expect <laughs> from them. And then today, on the 30th, uh, Hadrian Duval has decided to stir the pot again. Um, just when you thought the Empire was being, you know, relatively stable or or uh, just tootling along while the, the Federation decided to rip itself apart with an election, um, it's decided that, no, he's, he's, he's going to have a go at the Emperor. Uh, yes, and that's... Um, you just get the feeling that he's, he's just stirring the pot a little. In, in classic Hadrian du, um, Augustus Duval, I, please, please look at me, I am still relevant news. He's yes. decided to take a pop on Orissa. Um, and um, and also Ashling, who was like his biggest champion a while ago, which to me says what a what a prick. Um, well, this is, she this was, is the... wasn't she the one who was like, I want you to be back in back in the the fold, effectively, because he was. Yeah. Yeah, because basically, uh, what was happening to him was that he was being targeted by the um, uh, by the the Marlinist faction, weren't they? And they were trying to kill as many as many royal ma- family members as possible. So the 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 people's princess decided, no, no, we've got to get him inside the the court as well. Otherwise, um, we're going to lose another Duval. And uh, ah, well, never mind. Yeah. So it's been a it's. A, it's quite interesting that you know someone has been whispering something in his ears, and I, I reckon, and he's, he's now decided it's time to start stirring the spot. The the spot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that brings us to the end of the Galnet news for this week. Um, 
I think it's that time of the week again where we store. go for a store alert. Store alert! In the bi weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your art. In the bi weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your art. So, welcome back, and yes, we have the Metro Trespass Pack. Uh, for your commander who wants to look like someone who's cycling to work in a very smoggy Manchester day <laughs> in winter. It's a COVID costume. Yeah, <laughs> the, the face mask and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it's for 16,520 arcs. Um, what do you think? There's do we have a fashion? And don't you, Chris, have one, um, have the other style of it? Yes, so there's another sort of uh, Metro Trespass, uh, Badlands, there we go, Metro okay, Badlands, okay, okay. that's what it is, is is the other one. So it's sort of a similar sort of uh, outfit with the, the, the jacket and the hoodie and stuff, but it's a different uh, face mask. In oh, it's the one. It's the one with all the the camouflagey on the jacket, isn't it? Yeah, so it's the different color camouflage jackets, and then you get a kind of undershirt bit with it, and then the um, uh, the the suit and bits like that as well. I'm not describing it very well for the radio audience. Uh, there will be, be pictures in the <laughs> I like show the, notes. I like the black one, which literally has a red target painted on your chest. Yeah, that's in the new ones, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, that's the that's the Batman trick because that's where all the armor is the thickest. So you're oh, always aiming at there, you see, like and ignoring it. ignoring people going for the headshot. That's the theory. You, you would just shoot there. Yeah, I see it now. That's very clever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Target painted on its back as well. That's the question on my mind. Yeah, this is this does look like COVID cycle <laughs> courier man. It does, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's. I I could see myself actually getting that. To be honest, I think. Just I I haven't bought a, a one of the one of these uh, commander packs for a year, so it might I might be overdue one. I think. Is that? Oh, maybe not. It seems like quite a lot of money. That's the same price as the um, new ship kits, isn't it? Yeah, maybe... they're they're quite involved though because it's three different outfits and you can chop and change between uh, each one yeah, I mean, for three different suits as well. So you get a, you get a fair amount of like if you really really like them, you get a fair amount of wear out of them. Yeah, a lot can, of miss match and match. Yeah, so you can you can pick the sort of helmets or the the scarf elements and all that sort of stuff in and out, and all the add-ons, the pockets and bits that attach to the sides, it all sort of comes as part of it. So, yeah, nice. is the steam still is the steam sale still on at the moment? I don't believe. So. I thought it was to the end of May, but obviously, um, yeah, uh, because it. Uh, uh, Steam Sale and hum- Humble Bundle were both doing special offers on Odyssey, which, ironically, would cost you less than probably one of these packs. I think. Yeah, there's so not um, there's not a sale on Steam anymore. Ah, right. So we missed that one. 
Although I did get deliver, um, Deliverer of the Moon and Deliverer of the Mars in the Steam sale this time. So good, I'm go- they're very I'm go- good. I would definitely recommend playing them. I've, I will be working my way through them once I've got Mass Effect um, Andromeda out of the way. Because <laughs> it was only £4. <laughs> I thought I'd give it a try for £4 and actually I'm quite enjoying it. So there's a surprise. Okay, um, I think we'll take a break uh, and we'll come back with our main discussion for this week. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bubble Bubble. 55,000 stars with 19,000 inhabited systems, settlements, outposts, stations and bases. Where do you want to go? What do you want to see? Well, we can take you there. If you're too poor to own a spaceship, Apex Interstellar. What are you waiting for? No, is this thing finished? Get out of my way. Before I also went off and died. Mmm, <gasps> tasty, tasty cannibalism. <gasps> I'll be the least likely to die. He died first. <gasps> yeah, I've never before discovered plants. the Lavian Centre of Dubious Science have had enough of those idiotic numbskulls polluting your airwaves with nonsensical utterations, mindless articulations and downright vacuousness. Our premier linguistic experts, psychologists and scientists have collaborated for years to find the perfect antidote for such silliness and are proud to present Professor Pepcap's Miracle Elixir. Our closely guarded recipe is designed to target the sensibility triggers nestled within the frontal lobe of the cerebrum and gently caress the cerebellum, meaning that clumsiness, terrible decision-making, lewd comments and rare but fun rants are a thing of the past. Place one drop under the tongue when you wake up and one just before sleep and settle into an elevated state of practicality that's more suited to the responsible commander. Professor Pebcap's Miracle Elixir. We've not tested it yet, but we're sure it'll do the job just fine. Have you been affected by Azimuth Biotech's provocation of the Fargoid menace? At Turner & Fig, we're ready to pursue claims against Azimuth Biotech as part of our class action lawsuit. My son has started worshipping the Fargoid god and keeps bringing home human sacrifices. Am I entitled to compensation? Yes, you are. My daughter was aboard the Bright Sentinel. I keep calling Azimuth to find out where she is, but I always get their voicemail. Thank you for calling Azimuth Biotech. We're sorry, but salvation is not available. Please leave your message after the tone. Am I entitled to compensation? Yes, you are. I was selling escape pod occupants into slavery, but now Thargoids keep taking the escape pods instead. Am I entitled to compensation? I suppose so. Thousands, maybe millions of people are due compensation from Azimuth Biotech. Contact us today. Turner and Fig, cleaning out Azimuth Biotech for a huge portion of your compensation. And welcome back. Well, we're going to take a little bit of a break from the Thargoid War because we have been discussing the Thargoid War for how many months now? About uh, five 200, or six. 200. <laughs> five, five or six, near, near enough. Um, so we thought we'd back, go back to a little bit of 
Live Radio Old School. Uh, and this is will probably be open to the chat room as well if you want to make a suggestion. Um, we are going to discuss our favourite mission types, whether it's in space or on foot, and which ones would you like to try, but you're basically too chicken to try them out. <laughs> um, now, Psyche, you've gone through, I think, every single one. Yeah, I don't. Think, I don't know that there's a mission type that I haven't done. I'm trying to. Th- I was um, when when you talked about this being the topic, the topic earlier. I was thinking. Um, I was trying to like decide what my favourite type of mission was, and I find that really, really difficult. Um, I definitely favour the Odyssey missions as opposed, like the Od- Odyssey missions as opposed to like a- anything that you just end up doing in your spaceship. But I feel like. That is still because they have they're a little bit newer, um, n- like newer in in every sense of the word. Um, mm-hmm. I I really I really didn't think I would like the um, the defend mission. You know the really um, the like the time crunch ones where it's like you've got to defend this package and there's people coming to attack it now. Oh yeah, the really difficult one. Yeah, I really didn't think I was going to enjoy that. And I love that mission type. I think it's so much fun and is really challenging. And I think that's probably why why I really enjoy it, because it feels it feels like a um like a later a later game um thing, if you will. But I that's one that I I will choose. I if I see it, I will choose it even if it might not be for the faction that I want to work for. Is that the one where there's like a MacGuffin on a trolley that you? Yeah, can yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have waves of like your enemy, the pirates coming to get it. I haven't done the other way round one. Where the where police going? Where, yeah, where the where the um, um, police come and you you then have to try and make bacon. You, I haven't done that one yet. That's supposed to be good, isn't it? I haven't done it either, but it's don't they come down with flashing lights? Yeah, they've got red and blue lights when they come down yeah. and everything. I I really need to do that one, but I'm 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 very rarely picking a pirate faction to work for um conscientiously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Omnipole aren't they supposed to be harder than the pirate one? So basically it's basically the pirate one is hard, but the Omnipole mm. one is harder. Oh um, probably. I I think so yeah. Probably I, it, again. It, it's just one of those things that I haven't, I haven't actively considered doing because if I'm if I'm picking missions, normally I'm picking missions for um, someone who is um, actively fighting against SMS Biotech, or I'm picking someone a mission for my my faction. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's quite interesting that one because uh, one of the things that we did. I mean, me, Ben, and the legendary Ralph tried that a couple of times. Uh, and we failed miserably every single time. Did you manage to solo it, Psyche? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, like if the if the mission taker, I I don't know if it's still the same now, but um, when when it was originally came out and you were doing it in groups, if the person who took the mission died, it would fail for everyone. I'm sorry, I was so dismissive when I was like, yeah, 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 I managed to do it. I've got good gear and I can manage to do it, and I get a, I can um take the high ground and um set people on fire. But um, it it's really it's 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 a really um fun. There's more to it than um, the, it. It just feels like it, it feels juicier. That's the word I'm looking for. It's like a juicy mission. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Alec, what about yourself? Yeah, um, 
I definitely, I definitely, no great surprise that I like SRV missions. I think I was thinking about why I like, you know, I do, I do like SRV. I, I suppose I like SRV missions because it feels a little bit like the whole package. And in fact, these AX settlement missions, even more so, you know, you fly there in your ship and then you're landing and then you're getting out in the SRV and you have to do something in the SRV. And then mm. if you're getting out on foot as well, I, I, I love that bringing together of all the different bits of the game. Um, it's. I was. I was trying to think about what it is I do and don't like about missions. I. I probably am a bit of a coward actually when it comes to missions. I, I like missions I can do, and I. I suspect I tend to do far too many missions that actually I find easy, but I quite yes. like. I quite like doing them because I just. I, I was. I was one of the things I definitely don't like, and and it's. I'm not. It's not necessarily a problem with this game but it is it is a, a feature of this game is that unlike many games you know where you take a mission and you just do it yeah. here first of all if you if you're if you want a certain kind of mission like the mission we just described where it's it's pirates trying to get the MacGuffin and you know or all the ax settlement storm missions i've been doing you've got to do quite a lot of work just to find where to get them to start with you know they only appear under certain bgs conditions so you've got to do some research and poke around so you, you can spend half an hour just finding a place where you can even get the mission you want to do yeah and then you've got to you know pick a mission and if you're trying to find a settlement mission in the daylight that takes a bit more time and then you fly there and so you know you, you could be a good hour into your gaming session before you get into the meat of the mission so if yes. it fails, if it's on, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the on-foot combat missions because partly because I'm just not really good at them and I haven't really got the upgraded gear. They they can go bad very quickly and you've got sort of nearly an hour of prep and then in 10 seconds flat you're dead and you just think, oh, well, that was fun. <laughs> not. Um, but I, so, so I do tend to shy away from missions where I think I'm going to get killed, and and I shouldn't, you know, I should do, I should do, I should try more. Um, but I tend to do. So the ones I tend to do, I I used to love those um, scanning ones in the SRV where you just had to go to a base and and scan a, you know, a beacon and then get out again. Yeah, um, yeah. Partly because it just gave me an excuse to park a couple of kilometres away and then bomb around in the SRV for a reason rather than just for my own entertainment. Um. And the only odd thing I was going to say about those missions is I remember, I think it was Hutton, actually, a bunch of Hutton truckers released a video of them doing it as a coordinated thing. You know where you're supposed to kind of scan all of the, there's about five things you can scan and they each set off a little countdown timer, a bit like the Guardian yes. site. Mm-hmm. If you get them all, then it lowers the laser shields, then you can get in. And those missions are a bit of a shame because you sort of don't need to do any of that. And you can just hop over the laser shield. And so yeah. I think I would quite like those. I think I would really like those, except you sort of don't need to do them the way they were designed. Yeah, I mean, there was, and I remember the Hutton truckers, they used to be quite good at doing those kind of coordinated attacks where people they'd have a wing of four come in with their ships and a wing of four in their SRVs. And they'd attack a, a single settlement in one go, and yeah, that was that. It was spectacular to watch when it worked. There was a couple of times when, of course, the um, uh, the instancing got the better of them. But uh, yeah, it, 
the way that yeah. you could take down a base had to be a coordinated effort. And I like that, but I don't think anybody knows really how to do it anymore. Yeah, I wouldn't do those anyway because there's generally... Um, I, I quite like doing missions by myself, to be honest. <laughs> there's not <laughs> many people around at five in the morning when I'm playing, but... Those missions um, that you're talking about, the ones with the scanning the data point and stuff, mm-hmm. I, was, I was trying to figure out what you what you were talking about having to go in your SRV then, because all I know is I shove my nose into the centre of the space where the beacon is and just scan it from my ship. And I was like, I was trying to figure out where where the SRV came into play. Right. Yeah, well, it, that's a sh- it seems a shame. I mean, actually, you raise a good point. It, it seems a shame that you can bypass SRV missions. And I saw, I'm going to have a crack at this name, but I'm going to get it wrong. Kochiti mm. um, Kai, or Zochiti Kai in chat, said um, that we need SRV transport-only missions. I would love that. I would love. I don't quite know how you enforce it, how you stop people just cheating and doing it in a ship. You'd need a um a little a little deposit hole. Oh no, here we go. You need a little like a little deposit hole like you do with the guardian things and hmm. when you're putting the um the, the grelics and well when you're putting the relics in to turn them into grelics, you yeah. you'd need like a little spot that you drive over and then poop them out into the hole from your SRV. Um what about a little well, like loading bay with a shutter on front, you know, so you've got to drive the like SRV that. up to the SRV. shutter and the shutter would open and then you can get in kind of thing. Do you know well, what? SRV the, only cargo exists. That kind of docking station for SRVs already exists. That you can actually, I mean, I mean I'm telling, and Alec knows this, I mean, you can undock your SRV and drive around bases while your, your ship is still docked in the um, on the landing pad. So, yeah. Um, I don't see why the, you know they could just drop what in, and yeah, you know, put a little pink drop... shoot in that, and you'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> you drop your cargo off in there. Yeah, they they could yeah they could have SRV only cargo where you pick up. So, so when you drive into a garage, I think there's only one option normally, which is board ship. Yes. Um, whereas you know, if you walk up to your SRV on foot, for example, you have board ship, and you also have manage inventory. So trivial, I say. It seems like it's pretty trivial. That that could be two options. So you drive into a garage and it's board ship or offload, you know, download, download cargo. No, what's the word? Put cargo in SRV. Deposit. Yeah, that's it. That'll do. So yeah, you could have you know SRV only delivery missions where you have to drive. I don't know, thirty kilometers. Absolutely, <laughs> I think that's a really good idea. I um, love that. Bloody love that. Like, mm. it, like especially if let's say for example. There is um, a settlement that is a, a really awkward parking spot, so it take it would you'd have to park a little bit further away, and it's these settlements that are in the really weird, shitty parking spots where you can't re- you have to park away back, and it's got no landing pads, but instead it does have a little SRV bay that you can drive into. Like is it, it like the warehouse has got space for an SRV, hasn't it? One yeah. of the warehouses and the settlements have got space for an SRV. If that little doorway is up and you just pootle into there with your SRV and drop off the stuff. Yeah, I mean, cool. that would be ideal for the Horizons-style settlements that are still left over, because it would give the, it, it, you know, it, there'd be a reason to visit them, because most of the, those Horizon settlements, um, I mean, I've driven around them, and you can scan beacons which are around those settlements, which will give you, uh, you know, it will give you materials and it will give you cash. 
Um, but yeah, if they, if, you know, if they, they could just add a, this is one thing about those um, settlement, those horizon settlements, and it, it just feels like they're so redundant now, yeah. because no, no one's going to go to them because everybody is too busy with the Odyssey stuff because the Odyssey stuff is is a little bit more interesting. There's nothing really. Go on. It, do, it, it does depend. Like if you're doing if you're doing missions from let's say you're doing missions purely for a BGS perspective and you're wanting to get in and out as fast as possible, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, get as much influence as you can. Those mm. scanning missions, the ones on your ship, um, that you go in and you just go and scan the, um, you, the, the ones that I bypass the SLV and I just, like, shove my ship right into the centre right. and scan them and then um, bugger off, they're pretty good. Mm. For for um, and they're pretty speedy, so that is a reason to visit. Um, and I mean, even if you do it properly with landing and getting out in your SLV, they're still pretty pretty speedy. Even if you decide to get out in your SLV, so that might be. Yeah, I thought I thought there was actually supposed to be ship defences around those places, so that you no, know they you are. do that. They're all, but you know, I have shields. All oh, right, because you've got big, strong shields. That's the thing, isn't it? You can plow the nose of a Corvette into there and get the data if you need to. I've done it multiple times. Yeah. Mm, fair enough. I mean, um, Alec, have you ever tried the, the shutdown power ones for using your SRV? What do you mean? You mean the, the one where you need to take the power reactor out, the regulator out, rather than put it in? And... Well, no, isn't, isn't the one where you, you go up to... Um... Oh, you, where you go in and you have to blow up the generator? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are good. I'd forgotten those. Yeah, those yeah. are really good. Yeah, that, that's that's one thing that I forgot about that. I mean, I've done a couple of those, and if, if it's a good way to <laughs> to get used to getting shot out in an SRV. Yeah, it is. Those are fun. And actually, you've just reminded me of um, uh, another. Oh God, it's gone again. That's annoying. Um, uh, uh, nope. Plow on. I'll come back. To hypothesis: shooting up the generators with your SRV. Well, you've never done one. I'm, I'm trying to picture it. Well, you see, yeah, there's there a, uh, a power generator that normally handles all the, the base defences for, for those things. And you can uh, you can get a mission to actually disable them. So basically you drive into the... Normally it's a very heavily fortified base. Mm-hmm. You drive in there and you've, you've got to get through all the, the defences uh, and the skimmers to get to um, the, uh, the power... Uh, mm-hmm. The power rate and just blow it up. You don't yeah. do anything. So you just blow it up. Yeah. But then once that all the ship defenses go down, and if you have any teammates in who are flying about, that's when they can come in and just basically level the place. I uh, yeah, no, I have done those. I I have not with an SOV again, but I have done those. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of bike, you know, it's like it bypassing SRV missions in ships. One thing I another mission I really enjoy is bypassing what's probably supposed to be on foot missions in an SRV, which is the the settlement massacres. I, I don't understand why you'd bother getting out on foot for those. M- because maybe it's nobody... fun to shoot people in the face, Alec. But Actually, just, I, I find it more fun to shoot everyone in the SRV. That's where you can. I mean, I, I normally uh, I normally play a game called Punt the Pirate, which yep. basically involves running over a pirate and seeing how far they just fly off into the distance. It's fun. It's fun doing these on the when you when you have to go and recover something. Like recover a document and it's um or recover something from a crashed ship and there's loads of 
there's loads of folks around mm. um like that is that we were protecting it or pirates that have got their first or some nonsense um or, but sometimes it's just the person on their own like and you you're supposed to kill that one person and they've they've ran away and that they they have and it's annoying when it's a massacre mission because if it's a massacre mission it's wasted your opportunity to pick up a load of materials and kill a lot of people without any consequence um or like a um oh there's a certain type of mission like you you own only get if it's a um takedown i believe if it's a pirate faction yeah um, it, so you can go over go over there and you can kill everyone with reckless abandon and eventually you might find the person who you're contracted to kill but sometimes they run away so it's really fun to get in a um, either get in an slv and yeet them as far as possible or just like ping them with the nose of your ship and send them into orbit it's great fun <laughs> how, how great would it be if you had an assassination mission and your target jumps into an SRV and tries to make a getaway and you have to chase him down in your SRV. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. I think that would be so much fun. Or or if you commandeer someone else's SRV, they get into an SRV and then you get into the... You have to run after them and get into the SRV behind and then you're just um, absolutely bollocking it across um, uh, this hilly surface. Yeah. I mean, I must admit, I did enjoy the ones where uh, the the target will run away. So uh, me and Ben went after one uh, just to find out whether or not it is possible to, to stop someone when they get to a, get to a ship uh, and or to see the actual mechanic working. So we chased into this person after this person and we shot them several times, but not enough to kill them, but they would still hang around. And as if, as if, one particular moment, I think it it must be on a timer. They don't they don't suddenly realise. Oh, I'm very hurt here. Maybe I should try and get away. It seems to. Be, I think I will wait five minutes, and if I'm still alive after five minutes, then I'll make a break for it. Um, so, but they did run past us. They did run towards the ship. They got to the ship, and we worked out that as long as if you take down the ship, you still get you still past the mission however if the if as soon as that ship goes to um super cruise you've lost the mission uh i thought that was great yeah killer one um i I just i just like the fact that it it used all both foot and space at the same time yeah i remember being slightly disappointed when they explained that that you couldn't sort of properly give give chase to their ship in your ship and you know use wake scanner and yeah, I mean that was that was quite disappointing. Yeah, but, once he uh, jumps, it's, it's game, it's mission over, isn't it? Once he jumps. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a I bit suppose, of a shame. I suppose the reasoning, like the reason behind that, would be, um, like if like let if we lure it away. So like you you do it, it you scan the high wake, it's jumped, but then you you high wake again and you high it high wakes again before you've even had an opportunity to jump to the first spot and then yep. you're fucked you're definitely not going to be able to find it at that point so it it's probably easier to call it for like a san- for sanity's purpose um to call it to just be like yeah no as soon as it jumps you're you're not you're never going to be able to get back on this guy's tail again yeah, I mean that's that was that's the old way that they used it in Star Wars, where the the Empire would never be able to track the, where the rebels went because what the rebels would do would jump a small distance, then change direction and jump again. So you know where they were originally, where they they were originally going to go, 
um, Star Destroyers would turn up there, but there'd be no Rebels because they changed course halfway through. So, yeah. <laughs> I'd see that a lot of people just want you to to recreate the Blues Brothers, then, Alec. <laughs> yeah, or grand, there's a lot of Grand Theft Auto V going on in chat as well. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm all for I'm all for like commandeering someone like, like if commandeering someone else's SRV and using that to give chase. I think that's I think that's really a really fun idea. Um, I, of course, the trouble is they don't. I mean, I, maybe nobody ever applied for the job, or maybe they just scrapped it. But uh, some people will remember several years ago. Yes, uh, there was Frontier put an ad for uh, an AI SRV coder, or words to that effect, and um, it never really materialised. I wonder if it, if it was just something that an AI couldn't navigate. It's quite, it's quite difficult. Yeah, it is quite difficult to drive around. You make you make it look very easy, Alec. Yeah, no, I do appreciate it. And and to be honest, although I love the idea, I would I would find it very hard to tell Frontier what speed the SRV you need to chase should go at to make it <laughs> a good mission. I mean. For me, it would need to be about a hundred meters a second, and that'd be brilliant. That's, like so impossible for so you many know what I mean? people. Yeah. yeah, anything that involves like an SLV chase. Um, for for those of you who are super, um, who are super, uh, um, proficient in in land vehicles, are never going to be happy for a happy medium for everyone. Yeah, it's, you know I mean? it's really difficult organising. We haven't done it for a long time now, but it's difficult organising SRV races because the, the 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 diversity in people's ability is is so wide that to you know to get a to get a race where everyone's you know everyone's up for a hundred meter rate a hundred kilometer race, and some people are thinking, Jesus, I've never driven more than five. You know, it's really hard to find a race that suits everybody. Um, so it'd be very hard to pitch missions at that level, I guess. Yeah, I mean, th- th- this is this is the problem because um, it's it's like CQC. If you're a beginner at CQC, at the and you want and you and you want to get involved with it, the problem is all you're playing against are experts, yeah. Yeah. who will basically chew you up and spit you out, and that can that can. Yeah, it, it can it can be put off putting for someone who's just wanting to start out. You know, I need to learn how to. I I will. I'd like to learn how to fly one of these SM CQC fighters, but um, I'm not giving the chance to because it's a case of boom. Oh, musketeer got me again. Boom, chig got me. Boom, musketeer again. Boom, chig. Uh, that was that's basically my last play session in, in CQC. That's fundamental. That's fundamentally a problem with the way that CQC is set up, though. And mm. I will I will talk about this until the cows come home. I don't think you have you should have to start you you unlock things. I don't think you should have to unlock things through progress because it effectively it makes it easier for you as you continue the game, and it makes it harder for beat entry players. And that's so frustrating. Yes, I I, th- I think the the good players should be restricted to the sidewinder. <laughs> yeah. Tom. All right. Uh, okay. Um, well, let's see. Chris, you at the moment are, are running around a base at the moment. I mean, surely you've got a a favourite and I mean, I media. keep yeah, I keep going back to a lot of the the settlement missions at the moment. I mean, I I end up doing like quick quick massacres if there's such a thing, oh. <laughs> where you run in and grab materials if you're 
looking to film me, and I've, I've quite enjoyed those missions, uh, the on foot. I, I do quite a lot of the Odyssey content rather than the ship stuff, just because it's the new shiny, I think, a bit like Psykit was saying earlier on. So I've liked doing a lot of the on foot missions. The I I have been scared off doing the protect the gizmo, protect the trailer missions, as um, yeah, I just don't think I'm good enough for that. As as people will have seen uh, any time that they've watched me attempt stuff on foot, um, that I am not the best. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, that that's probably one of the ones that I would be scared off of at the moment is trying one of them. I've really enjoyed the assassin missions and anything that involves not setting the alarms off. Um, really? Because I think oh, okay. I think that adds an extra dimension to it. Like trying to get something done without setting off the alarms is quite a neat way of, of making it slightly more difficult. You know how Alec was talking earlier on about trying to come up with an SRV mission where you couldn't just get in a ship. Yeah, And that's kind of a similar mission where you've got to turn up at the place and you can't just fire a bunch of missiles at the ground and clear the settlement out. You've got to go in and sneak about without setting off the alarms. Now, normally it means killing a lot of people before you get to the alarms panel in <laughs> as quick a time as possible. Um, but I've, I've quite enjoyed those missions. Um, basically, any anything where you've got to do a little bit of sneaky. Nice. Um, actually, it's, those kind of missions are the ones that I'm scared of, to be honest. What, the little sneaky, sneaky, deaky missions? Yeah, I'm scared of doing them. What, what, what is it that scares you of them? Because I'm absolutely rubbish at them. But if they go wrong, if it goes tits up, you just shoot everyone, it's fine. Yeah, but then don't you feel the mission? Because, you know, you set off the alarms and shot yeah. anybody. Mm, it depends. It depends how far in, into it you get. And so, you notoriety. Well, notoriety clears. Um, yeah. If you If you kill people quickly enough, they won't call in the alarm. So if you see a little bubble over someone's head indicating that they're calling the alarm, then mm. that is the person that you shoot until they uh. die from it. But but then it, it's definitely, I would definitely recommend doing, using um, quiz engines, um, uh, the Odyssey site guide that he's done, which is phenomenal and um, when you get to the base, learning where the alarms are in that base. And then the first thing that you do is beeline towards where that alarm is. Fingers crossed at that point, you don't have anything on you that is um, calling out the fact that you, you're being sneaky deaky and being a little nefarious. But if somebody scans you, if you if you draw your weapons, um, if you draw your weapons and the first time someone scans you... Um, they get so frustrated in you drawing your weapon and telling you to put it away that they forget that they haven't scanned you. So you can move on and it's fine. Really? Yeah, can you it, keep it, doing that? No, it only works the first time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they get wise to that once you start shooting the next person. <laughs> Everybody gets one, right? <laughs> cool. Lovely. Lovely. I mean, yeah, I mean, I am... You know, the thing is, I think I'm scared of any mission that could probably end up with notoriety. Because I, I don't like being a bad guy. I guess I've got four notoriety at the moment, Colin. <laughs> yeah, I have a bit of that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just oh, uh, I don't know. I've always had a problem with missions which um, break the law, if you see what I mean. And that's that's one of the things that um, I know I'm actually missing out on some really good gameplay. Because apparently a lot of the law-breaking missions are actually quite fun. 
<laughs> yeah, but um, I mean, if you if you choose not to, it, it's it's you're part of like your personal RP. I know, and like you're not going like all in on the RP or anything, but a little something like that that keeps you like, yeah. that that helps with your immersion. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I know, but I think one of the things I'm going to have to do because um, I'm I'm quite a uh, I'm you know I'm quite affectionate about the character the first the first two characters i've got but the third character that i've that i've the third commander who's who's my power play commander i should really turn him into an absolute murder hobo not after players well unless you're in power play but um i i reckon that um as far as he's concerned he is for the empire and he will go and screw up any federation base or nasty do any nasty mission towards the federation he can and i think that's probably i'm i'm going to have to try that because i feel like i'm missing out on about half of the gameplay if you see what i mean there's there's a whole load of missions in space and a whole load of missions that i haven't done because basically i'm 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 scared of being a bad guy I think you're going to be a bad guy, and then you're going to quite like it. Is that the worry? This this oh, is the no. start of the dark. I'll get a taste for it, <laughs> as Hannibal Lecter once said. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly, you just need to kill. You just need to kill them all. <laughs> that little that little Glaswegian voice in the head suddenly starts getting very loud. <laughs> My inner Ouija's talking to me. No, no, you're going to be going around trying to headbutt everyone, and we know what that's like. Yeah, uh, my, my my sort of take on it. The reason that I like the alarm missions is because I find the the sort of ones where you can set off the alarms a little bit easier. So I like to try and test myself now with that. But I've not quite got to the extent to test myself with the protection missions. Um, you know, just because once you get a certain suit grade or whatnot, the alarms going off isn't as much of an impact unless you're failing a yeah. mission, and then you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I there are so many missions that i i haven't done and that is my fault because basically uh i've looked at it and thought no i don't want that that sounds like it's a bad thing to do um and for example for ages i was i didn't want to have anything to do with raiding megaships but when you actually have yeah when you actually do it there's the there's the scan the megaship and then basically steal some data from it that's actually quite fun. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also the uh, the actual steal, steal the thing from the hatch breakers. Again, a lot more fun. One of the good things about those missions is that you you get to see a lot of detail in the game that I think you would just miss otherwise. You know, the, like the hatch breakers, the way they, especially if you get up close, the way it works and it literally yeah. little hatch literally pops open and all these canisters come pouring out and there's a little cargo bay in there and it's, it's fantastic and there's isn't there one where you you have to repair fires on mega ships i haven't seen that one i know there's one where um there are mega ship rescue missions where they're they've left this in from the very first time and i didn't even know they were they existed until obsidian ant pointed them out but there are certain mega ships which have been attacked by Thargoids, and there are Thargoids still hanging about. And what you've to do is that you've actually got to get in close to the um, 
to the mega ship and pop the escape hatches and scoop as many escape capsules as possible before Mr. Thargoid gets angry and comes after you. And those are really, really good. Great. Does anyone know if there's a list of all the missions somewhere? Well, every single mission there is. Actually, I, that is one thing I have never seen in one of the third-party tools. I was going to say, it feels like the sort of thing a fan would have created on the forum or or Reddit or somewhere. It'd be really good, because yeah, I, I wouldn't mind trying to pick them all off. And, yeah. yeah you know, to be able to, to definitively that. say I've done one of every kind of mission would be... I, I've funny. not done any of that with the mega ship that you were just describing. So I'm going to have to try that at some point with the hatchbreakers. Yeah. I've not done it. Um, yeah. Looking at new pilots initiative website seems to have a lot of them um yeah it it certainly looks like certainly looks like they do we will i will definitely include a um a link to that in both chat and in the show notes excellent because that's the kind of thing that i was looking for because um i was i was going to actually start rerunning stop top shift again but this time actually going through each of the missions and trying them until I actually succeed. Because there'll be some that, you know, I've never done them before and you are going to fail and you're going to get notoriety. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think I think after after this next bit in the Thargoid War, that's what my next... You know, when you, when you set yourself a goal in Elite Dangerous just to keep yourself going... That's what my goals be. I'm gonna I'm gonna sample every single mission and pass every one. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a really good that's a really cool goal. Yeah, I'd like to I could easily get into doing that myself. I was just reading down this new pilots list is great actually. I've, I've just re- remembered the worst mission in the game. Oh, what's <laughs> what's that? The least interesting mission in the entire de- game. Donate money summary. Donate, yeah, oh, no, give no, donate, money to the faction. No, I don't <laughs> donate money is an absolute godsend during elections. Expected time for this mission: thirty seconds. If that. <laughs> yeah, but the thing about those donate money missions is that normally they're chained. First of all, you'll end up with a donate money, and you so you you, you hand over cash. Yeah. And then next time you visit, there'll be a, a message saying, by the way, because you donated cash this time, we actually found this this thing that we need you to rescue or this thing that you need to assassinate. Right. I mean, and don't get me wrong. We've, we've all done these donate money missions. That they're, they're basically you know, a way to buy rep. Absolutely, they are. Or influence, or influence. Indeed, yes. Um, I think I, I think the the new pilots initiative ones. I can't. I can only see. I can't see any Odyssey one missions. Yeah, I might be. I might be missing it. But um, I will. I might get in touch with them and see if they've got. got yeah. Some, some like although mm-hmm. go, going back and revisiting like Horizons and Beyond um, missions is quite cool. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking through. The, the, you you begin to get an idea of how complex the mission system is because there are so many to choose from. But the the, the problem that I've had, and and I'm quite sure that one of the problems that it's it's been apparent is that once you start doing a particular mission that you're good at, you keep on doing it until you burn out on them. Yeah, you do get locked into it. It's very true. And I think that is. I mean, when you look at the variety here, uh, I mean, I've been playing a lot of um, Privateer 2, The Darkening, lately, mostly on my old laptop. And um, each one of those missions is handcrafted, and you can tell. And there's about 120 of them. And 
after a while, you know that they've kind of run out of ideas. But these missions, because of the the variety that they are, especially when you start getting chains, I, I, I think the most I've had is just two chains. I don't think... Can you get a third chain mission? Has anybody ever got a third chain mission? I be- sure. uh, but Possibly. Don't know for certain. Mm. But, you know, I, I would love it if they, if they, if they could chain more missions if you like but uh yeah it just feels like there's an awful lot more variety in the than the hand-coded versions that there were before just um i was just doing some research on the mega ship repair thing i was talking about it seems from a quick google search like it's not a mission it's just a scenario type mm. where you you end up at a mega ship and it um has hull breaches that um it needs repairing with repair limpets. Yeah, because there, yeah. there's an awful lot of these scenarios that um, we miss out on. I mean, especially with installations, because uh, don't, don't yeah, a vast, mater- vast majority of the time, every time I, I I visit an installation, nothing's happening. Nothing's happening at all. And it would be nice if, yeah, you, you did get alerts every now and again to say, oh, by the way, the installation at X point in this system is suffering a, a an incident. Can you please investigate? It's there if you want to investigate it. And it's the same with the um, the capital ships. Be getting involved in a in a CZ when a capital ship comes in is a phenomenal experience. But it happens so rarely that a lot of people miss out on them, and it scares the living daylight. It, the funniest thing that I saw, I remember. Um, First time I saw this happen, uh, basically I was in a wing and the other pilot over the over the comms just basically came out with a huge amount of expletives because he'd never seen the the thing appear. Uh, I mean, we're kind of used to it now with fleet carriers, but for the first time when that happens, yes, it's it's brown flight suit type. That's kind of like stuff with that with the fleet carrier appearing and they or like the, the the mega ships appearing for the for fights and stuff is why I would always recommend if there's a a, a war CG and you you fancy getting involved in that because normally nine times out of ten there is a either the Federation or the Empire are, are involved and if you sidle into a high at do maybe three or four highs i guarantee you high cc's i guarantee you that you will get a mega ship at one point if there's a federal empire faction involved yeah yeah i mean there was a website that uh actually told you and it it was monitoring every single war that was happening in, in the bgs at the time and whether or not it was there was a chance that you'd end up with uh capital ships appearing in the in the CZs or those capital ships appearing in um, uh, in the NC uh, in the non-signal sources, so yeah, oh, I don't know what's happened to that one now. I'll, I'll have to now look it up. I'm sure, it was somewhere, but uh, yeah. So I, I think we've gone round everybody on the crew. Uh, I yeah, I think I think after after this next step in the Thargoid War, I will be. I'll be starting off with some of the easy ones and then moving on to more of the hard ones. And I think it is, you're going to have to watch me doing bad things through gritted teeth going, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a bad guy. I'm just, just going doing through. it for science. Just say sorry after yeah, each show. 
<laughs> if you get a spreadsheet of all the different mission types that you're going to work through and tick them off, let me uh, let me have a copy. <laughs> Just I really fancy doing that as well. Yeah, same. Um, I was gonna I was gonna say what we what we will do is um probably Thursday or Friday this week I will pop this question on Twitter as well um and we'll use we'll we'll have this as a question of the week because I'm really Excellent. interested to see what what everybody who's listening thinks. So keep an eye keep an eye on that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably get only about five missions in and go, I can't do this anymore. Well, well, I've just been told categorically that Katie Anna is Katie Anna is already working on a spreadsheet which includes every single mission type. So <laughs> well done. <laughs> it's nice to be inspired to inspire someone to do something like that. <laughs> right. Um okay, let's let's move on from there. Um for the moment. Uh Right, mostly clueless. Um, Alec, do you have hmm. stuff about glaive avoidance for everybody? I do. Um, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's it's a sort of tip. It's not definitive, but there's been a lot of discussion around the forums and things on. I'm sure we've all suffered glaive hyperdictions and interdictions on our way to yeah the settlement restore missions or and they're they're bloody frustrating. I actually lost a ship the other day to one um I just could not get away from the damn thing um it just kept shutting down my f s d and then there's quite a long cool down and yeah, I just couldn't get away. It was really frustrating i I'd stacked um <laughs> I'd foolishly stacked three a x settlement restore missions as well, so I just failed to oh. very annoying, but there has been some science is too strong a word maybe but there has been some speculation on ways to avoid them and this might be confirmation bias but i feel like this works so what i've been doing is the minute literally the second you get control of your ship after either the hyperdiction or interdiction Mm -hmm. hit um silent running instantly and boost and uh a um a heatsink and then this is a bit counterintuitive but it, it seems to be a thing don't boost again so basically one boost to get some distance between you yeah maybe flight assist off so you drift afterwards i suppose and a very very quick silent running and it's almost like you can quickly jump yourself out of the, the sort of area where they can detect you oh and they, they seem to sort of be a bit lost and not quite know where you are. I mean, I haven't really looked behind me to double check what they're doing. But I've had maybe three or four AX settlement restore missions in a row now where I've done that. And I've got away without the, the you know, they, they've spotted me eventually. Yeah. But only towards the end of my FSD cooldown period and not enough time to fire their um, their missile, which knocks it out. So there's something around that. There's something around so yeah, boost once and that sounds very familiar to what happened to me in the very first time I went into the Maelstrom. Two um two Thargoid interceptors and a glaive came after me after I um accidentally bumped a heat one of the, the heat vents there. And basically I boosted boosted away and hit silent running and then hid behind an asteroid. And mm-hmm. the glaive the glaive and the, the interceptors just didn't seem to care. You know what I've been wanting to try, and this was sparked by, I think Psychic made this comparison last week or the week before about it being a bit like Jurassic Park, that if you don't move, they can't see you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, want, I wondered if there was genuinely something in this. I haven't had the nerve to try it yet, 
what I've been meaning to try is next time I'm interdicted or hyperdicted by a glaive is to hit silent running and do nothing. Just sit oh, there. Shit. I need to. Yeah, I have like I, literally. I don't literally feel. Don't move. I feel like we. I haven't played since last night. I think I played on Wednesday and then I haven't really done any anything else. And that wasn't anywhere near Thargoid space. So, oh yeah. How cool would it be it. if that worked and you just have to sit there face to face, not moving until your FSD cooldown? Uh, that that, that reminds me so many submarine movies. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's so cool. Oh, I'm not saying it isn't. I just think it just reminds it, me of it. And it's so different to other things that it's recommended that you do as well. Everything else is just like, get the, get the heck out of Dodge. Yeah, I and love it that is... we're all just boosting like mad and that's the worst thing you could possibly do. That would be really funny. Yeah. But then again, that's that's one of the ways that in cartoon trope and cartoon uh, hero tropes, it's always the one that says, no, we don't fight. We've got to put down our weapons when these massive, <laughs> massive, big, angry things are coming towards you. And then they it. find out it works. <laughs> I can see it on the next Frontier live stream, like um, Arthur will be just holding a, a brake pedal and just sort of fiddling oh, with a brake pedal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the sound uh, if you yeah. do that, though. If you're sitting in a ship all quiet and not moving without the engines moving, but you can just hear the Fargoids lurking around. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, the- maybe, like, the next... If it turns out that that is the case, maybe the next um, thing from Aegis is going to be the upgraded silent running machine or something like that, the upgraded self-EMP, so you can chuck yourself into full darkness. Hmm. So yeah. they can't see you. That'd be a cool one. Uh, it's, it reminds me of one of the things that my characters do in in the Sanctimonious stories. Whenever they go into silent running, everybody starts whispering. And they go, "Why are we whispering? It just goes on heat." Because <laughs> because everything is very quiet. <laughs> Anyway, um, moving on from there, any other business? Well, surprisingly enough, um, there was something good on the uh, the Epic Store this week. I know I've ordered this. This is Fallout New Vegas, which has been a uh, it's one of the Fallout games that people just say, "Oh, forget all the others. This one's one of the best." I haven't played it yet. I'm just told that. <laughs> uh, I've so, never played a Fallout game. I would not be able to confirm. Yeah, Fallout Three was um, Fallout One and Two were really good uh, for um, sort of isometric role playing games. But when Fallout Three came out and it was first person, everybody just went, "Oh." That's that's really good, and then of course there's that kind of thing with Skyrim and uh, and well it was I think Oblivion came before um, Fallout, but the the first person thing, the first person approach to this kind of role playing game really really suited it. So um, I would recommend it. Just to, it's free. Give it a try. See if you like it. Um, Psychic, you have other business? I do, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. Hi. Hi, this is a personal message from me, Claire, to Frontier. Hi. Hi, and to, like, everyone. Hey, it's nearly June. Do you know what happens in June? Pride Month. Do you know why that's really important? Hey, resident Lavian queer here. Um, it's Pride Month. Um, can we have some... Hi, Frontier. Hi, Frontier friends. Can you do me some Pride skins? Thanks. If you don't want a Pride skin, don't don't use it. I want a Pride skin. Where can we have Pride skins for ships, please? Thank you. There we have it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, everyone would like to fly about with a rainbow, wouldn't they? Man, I, I like the gay will come right out of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Right, moving on from there. 
we have just oh good grief the show notes decided to go on a go on a funny one with me. We have the question of the week. Um, now the question of the week was a bit rushed this this time. We do apologise, but we've still got plenty of responses. Um, the question was, what's beyond the yellow goo in the Titan? <laughs> yeah, I paraphrase uh, that. I'm sorry, it could have been longer. <laughs> it could have been. What is the consistency <laughs> of the custard? Um, <laughs> but a little beginner is, is straight in there. He just goes straight with pain. Lots and lots of pain. <laughs> <laughs> valid, valid. <laughs> it probably will be quite painful. Um, Elsie, you know fool like one. It's cheese fondue. <laughs> a deep sense of shame that Gnosis avian cheese attracted them here to add to its uniqueness to the melting pot. I just thought Gnosis avian cheese. There's like there's a there's an inappropriate amount of cheese on this week. We will add your cheese to our own. Resistance is futile. Uh, <laughs> oh dear. That's no battle state. No, that's no moon. It's a battle. It's a. Oh, never mind. Forget that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's funnier when I screw it up. <laughs> mad fail, mad fail, amazing. Yeah, roll one on the 20 dice. Yes, there we go. Uh, Dr. Pinzo, um, once we pass through the Thargoid Pus Pit, it's the fantastic voyage all the way to the heart. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. The Thargoid Pus Pit. Oh, I love Gross. the idea of going all fantastic voyage on the Titan. That's amazing. It'd be the name of a club uh, in a Thargoid bar, wouldn't it? The Thargoid Oh, man. I've of scum, and, well, that's uh, just lots of no, scum, no, really. Barnardo, please. It says butternut squash, uh, but it won't let me taste it. Just give it a lick, yeah. <laughs> um, jump drive flyer it's a gateway that will transport you halfway across the galaxy to the Thargoid staging post that, that's a quite a popular one isn't it I think so yeah Yeah. I hope it's uh, not actually but... no I'm, I'm, up, I'm hoping that we go Oh, I, I don't want to say this because basically it just sounds gross but I hope we go we squidge inside the Thargoid <laughs> I'm picturing it. I, I, I don't know why this image has popped into my head, but the idea that it's, you know, it's um it's a jump gate to a Thargoid staging post. I'm picturing that scene in it was one of the remastered Star Wars films. It might even have been the original episode uh, four. Uh, yeah, four. <laughs> where where Han Solo goes legging off down a corridor in the Death Star with his gun in hand. Mm-hmm. And he sort of, they remastered it, so he turns a corner and there's an entire garrison of stormtroopers. And then the next <laughs> thing he sees him coming and legging it back again at the same speed. I like the idea of commanders going through the yellow hole and then being confronted by about 50 awkward intercepts and going, nope, and turning around and straight back out again. Like Henry yeah. Simpsoning it back into the goo. <laughs> Mark Gamer One says it's the space between space. Either that or a vat, big vat of lemon curd. Not the sweet stuff, the really sharp curd. The stuff only known as the teeth dryer. It's, it's that. It's just the, the most sour curd that you've ever tasted. Team Man Boy One, forbidden fondue. Fondue's popular. Mm. <laughs> uh, Trevor, 
We finally found it. The Thargussy. I hate that. I hate it so much. I'd much rather have it referred to as an anus. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> That's just wrong. I mean, it's, technically, there's nothing wrong with it. It just sounds wrong. Well done, Trevor. You've 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 hit a new low. <laughs> Happy Moon Monkey. <laughs> oh no, he's showing his age here. It's the fondue scene from Alex uh, Asterix in Switzerland, where you get all covered in cheese, but you lose your cr- if you lose your crouton, you'll be beaten and thrown out into the um, into the lake with weights. <laughs> I've forgotten yeah. that those things existed. I'm not sure I even get that reference. I'm aware I, of Asterix. I, yeah, I'm kind of like you, Alec. Alec. I'm like, yeah, 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 no, that, make, that makes sense in that asterisk is a thing. Don't know anything oh. else about it. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> the the way they portray orgies in, in asterisks is basically by people just feeding themselves silly. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I wondered where you were going to go with this children's book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... Yeah, the, <laughs> No, they mentioned orgies in the children's book, and orgy is going to happen. So for for between the ages of seven to about thirteen, I just thought orgies were basically this thing where a lot of people eat a lot of food. And you're telling me that they're not? Okay, fair enough. If that, if that's if if I wouldn't want Some to break your innocence. Some people get their up in incredibly different ways. <laughs> so what what happened when you invited people round for a large amount of food? Did they turn up expecting? No, okay, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? Why is Mister Smithers in the in the in the gimp outfit? Then he seems to be like leather, doesn't he? I thought you did around here for fondue. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Ephesus has said Raxler. Lots of guys enjoying desert desserts with lots of custard. Um, it, we can we can see the kind of um, the food theme yeah, that seems to be happening. It's moist and it's yellow. <laughs> And Weeble, it's the transgalactic cheese shop. <laughs> and Karamba, if it's anything less than witch space, then riot. So if, it was a good selection, if a bit squidgy. Yeah, yeah. Squidgy I, I don't know. I think if it is a gate, if it is a gate, I would like it to be a gate through to witch space rather than rather than somewhere that we could we could just fly to but there's a for some reason there's a pilots federation permit lock there because the thorgreaves don't put the permit locks in exactly. the pfed do okay so if it was going to send us somewhere it would need to send us somewhere that we couldn't go of our own fruition you know yeah definitely you end up stuck in the middle of the was it the c70 sector where you can't even get out yeah Oh yeah, so people are saying, "All right, so let's all head to." But it sends us out in the middle of Barnard Loop, and we can't get home. Oh, that (laughs) would be. I absolutely would not be having. I would not have a fuel scoop. I would be fucked. (laughs) Yeah, I think we all would be at that point. And then call the fuel rats. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think even Commander Tucker could make it that that far in. Um, right. Well, <laughs> I think we'll we'll leave that that squidginess alone, and uh, we'll just quickly uh, do the shout-outs. So, um, our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, it broadcasts on the Thursday at eight thirty. You can tune in at twitch.tv/slash Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you just want the audio, go to radio. 
forthemug.com. For the discerning commander that likes a bit of CQC action, please check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash elite dangerous CQC. And if you could give the um, the bug, which is annoying players for CQC a, a vote, that would be appreciated. We're also giving shout-outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts. Uh, that would be the Guard Frequency, who do other space games as well. And we've also got the legendary Loose Screws, who are big fans of yellow cheese. Um, now, following this, we have the latest Galnet News Diaries jest. I think, I know Pete was saying he was feeling a bit woozy today. So we might have today's, or we might have uh, last Friday's, but they're, they're good anyway. So, uh, yes. And we'd just like to say thanks to everybody who's chipped in in the Twitch chat. And Chris, what in-game commanders have you had to deal with? Uh, we've had a few. Uh, we've had uh, William Solo. We've had uh, Veron. I think is how I pronounce that one. Uh, Siberius and uh, Kotsky, who have been in the station. Excellent. Uh, nice for nice for you to keep Chris company when when it's normally Ben who should be doing that. <laughs> um, special, special thanks to Commander Tokusil, JM Tracks, and Alan Strad, who have all created music used on this show. But that's it for another episode of Live Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can find all the contact links in the home slash contact us menu part of laveradio.com's website. So do let us know if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So, thanks to Commander Psykid. Thanks, Colin. Uh, thanks to Commander Alec Turner, who I hope is still well. I'm hanging in there. Thanks, Colin. Excellent. And an incredibly special thanks goes to the Chris Mark for for hosting and... Uh, doing tech stuff and streaming in the background. Multitasking. Amazing stuff. You're welcome. <laughs> Ledge. Absolute legend. Yes. <laughs> now, don't pay him too many compliments, otherwise it'll go to his head. I I, um, I switch it out um, throughout the week with compliment. It's like compliment. It's a shit sandwich all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we're back to the wonderful gooey stuff that we were talking about earlier. So, until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Is your life like this? It's like something porridge inserted. I'm going to see the galaxy.
God damn it. No worries, guys. Hold the fort for two seconds. I'll be right back. Galnet News Update, 30th of May, 3309. one-time imperator and would-be imperial usurper Hadrian Duval has openly criticised the emperor for abandoning her isolationist principles. During an interview with the Parisa News Network, Emperor Orissa's cousin took exception to the way the emperor caved in to Princess Ashling Duval's demands that the empire should work with Aegis to fight off the Thargoid invasion. He explained that the Empire is better able to fight the Thargoids alone, without Aegis and its fancy-enhanced multi-cannon, missile racks, its, its enhanced Xeno scanner and its pulse neutraliser. Hadrian wants nothing to do with the new pulse wave Xeno scanner either. It was better in the old days when you had to fight Thargoids in a sidewinder with a couple of pulse lasers, and that's the sort of values he'd like to see the Empire getting back to. He accused the Emperor of being weak and speculated that the year she spent in suspended animation after being kidnapped by the Lords of Restoration had turned her soft, presumably after she had been defrosted, and Hadrian strongly implied that the Emperor was no longer fit to govern, saying that people deserve a strong, determined ruler. It's hard to tell what impact Hadrian's words will have, but he'd probably find it quite difficult to get life insurance after today's tirade. By complete contrast, Princess Ashling, once considered to be an airhead, has been getting on with the work of organising Aegis, working with her counterparts from Federation and Alliance, pulling diplomatic strings, learning strategy, and creating the impression that she might just be capable of leading the Empire in a time of war. Unlike Hadrian, Ashling knows not to challenge the Emperor openly. <laughs> 